0: Mike Kapler here, the Cap, along with Joel Breeze the Breeze Man, for another edition of Growing in Grace. Thank you for sharing this with a friend. I'll bet there are some people out there you know who could really use some good news without all the religious jargon. Well, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to satisfy. You, our podcast customers out there. <laughs> this is just something Joel and I uh, have been doing for a number of years, and um, we don't ask for donations or any of that. Joel donates a lot of his uh, time to get the, the podcast on the air, and um, we, it's just something we we do from the heart. We appreciate those of you who have corresponded with us. And let us know that you're out there listening. If you have any ideas for something you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can let us know that. And Joel, I I think I'll mention that it's been a little while. My book Clash of the Covenants started out as an ebook, and now it's also available in paperback. And by the way, for a while, uh, you can pick up the paperback on Amazon.com and receive the ebook for Kindle free. Putting out the paperback several months ago has, has been a, a good thing. We had the ebook out for quite a few months for Kindle and then the paperback. But, you know, people are buying quantities of that in some cases because they, they want to either, I don't know, give them away or whatever they're doing with them. I would encourage you, if you haven't picked up the book yet, it's a lot like our podcast here at Growing in Grace. It covers a, a little bit about a lot of things when it comes to the gospel, the law, the ministry of jesus and and grace and it's clash of the covenants you can search for it at amazon
1: Yes, that would be a good thing to do, and many people are indeed enjoying this book. I mean, I'm I'm seeing comments on your Facebook page, Cap, and comments elsewhere when other people will either uh, repost what you've posted or comment on yours or or whatever. A lot of people are enjoying this, and like you said, it's 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 something that came from your heart, and it's uh, the basic message of the book. Like you said, it just goes right along with what our podcast is all about, which comes indeed from our hearts. And so I do hope that people will pick up that book, Clash of the Covenants, and again, on Amazon. And like you were saying about the this podcast, you were talking about how we—you're uh, not going to hear all the religious jargon here. And it's not like we're trying— like we're it's not like we got together and had a meeting and say all right we need to have a little less religious jargon here <laughs> but it's 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 just who we are you know religious jargon is not who we are that's why you don't hear that here uh because what we have found in Christ is a father who loves us and uh, who sent his son Jesus Christ to die for our sins and and we found life in him not a bunch of Rules and regulations that we're meant to follow, not a bunch of principles. And and uh, like we say very often on this podcast, it's not that turning from sin is a bad thing. We're not saying that because you know sin can get you into all kinds of problems in this life. You hurt yourself, you hurt others. You know, Paul talks about how there's there is sin that where you sin against yourself, you sin against other people, and you sin against God, and that's not good. It's all completely done away with, as far as God is concerned, by the blood of Jesus, our sin has been taken away in that respect. And it's never an issue between us and God. It's just, in this life, sin is never a good thing. Ungodly behavior is never a good thing. It's something that we want to turn away from. But something that we're going to be talking about today, that's not the central message of the new covenant, of the gospel. The gospel message is not stop sinning. Again, as as good as turning from sin is, and as, and as good as living right is, that's not the central message of the gospel. The gospel is that in Christ we have become, apart from our works, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We've been justified. We've been made saints. You know, Paul called people saints. Even when he was addressing their ungodly behavior, he called them saints, because saint means that we've been set apart. And not, by, not because of our behavior, but because of what Christ has done. You know, we've been redeemed and, and forgiven, justified. All of these things, not through anything that we've done. It's a gift. We really need to make that clear in the church today that the foundation of life in Christ is not behavior. The foundation of life in Christ is Christ himself who has come to live in us. And so I'll uh, let you get some talking in again here.
0: Well, boy, you said a mouthful there. A couple of things that, that jumped out at me before we move forward here is you're absolutely right. I mean, the less sin in your life, the better. I mean, Paul was accused with this grace message especially with the, the, the Jewish community who had this important heritage with the law that came through Moses and all of that. And here Paul was now advocating that the law would not bring life. It's been tossed aside. Um, it's been made obsolete. And it brought death and condemnation. And so he had these people saying, are you just saying people can go out and do whatever they want? <laughs> and Paul said, certainly not. You know, how, how are we who are dead to sin Why is it that we would want to live any longer in it? But having said that, you you made an important point, Joel. The gospel is not about trying to stop sinning, because all that will really do is is take you back to the law and develop a sin consciousness, which will ultimately result in guilt and condemnation that have no part in the life of a believer. So you're, you're punishing yourself for nothing. And there's a better way to go here, and it's the ministry of the Spirit. It's not about being perfect. It's about having been perfected. Being perfect with our behavior just isn't going to happen in this life, in this fallen world, in the position that we're in right now with these bodies and everything going on around us. It's just not going to happen. So if people are going to build a foundation that says, stop sinning, and that's the gospel— um, that's good advice it's just not necessarily the foundation of the gospel. People will say, Well, repent of your sins you you grace guys, you don't talk about repentance, and uh, you know you need to repent of your sins. well, we do need to repent. Jesus said that, John said that, others said that, but it doesn't usually say repent of your sins, it just says repent, which means, by the way, to have a change of mind. But people have this other mindset that says, well, repent means to stop sinning. Well, if that's the case, then nobody has really repented, have they? Because not a single one of us, show of hands, let's be honest here, nobody has completely stopped sinning. We're not totally free from sin when it comes to the link between that and our behavior, but the good news is that Jesus did take sin away. And under the old covenant, and in some cases for <laughs> for people on, under the new covenant, they're in a mindset and and a doctrine that just simply covers up sin. Jesus took it away once and for all with one sacrifice. The contrast again between that and the old covenant. It's an incredible difference that that takes place there. So, Joel, uh, we were talking uh, and, and everything we've said so far, this program will tie into what we're about to say, because it, it's important for us to understand who we are in Christ. Oh, oh, I wish somebody would have told me when I got saved as a child. I wish somebody would have told me that I was the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, mm-hmm. that I was perfected, that I was... Declared by God to be holy, that I was placed into Christ, and as He is, so am I in this world. I wish somebody had told me that. Instead, they just said, "Hey, if you sin, go and ask God for forgiveness, and He'll forgive you again." Brother, what a (laughs) burden that was! And so, when new people come into the kingdom, when new people come into Christ as as a believer, there are some things that we can instruct them with that will help them in their walk with Christ.
1: Yes, indeed. And much of the church thinks that those things that will help people are a list of things to do. If you just do these things, uh, your walk with God will be great. Uh, But it's it's so much easier said than done. (laughs) And in fact, as we found out with the law of Moses, it's the same that's true with even these Christian laws and rules that we come up with that you give people a list of things that they need to do, and they're going to fail. They're going to fall flat on their face. They might do good in in various degrees on some of those things, but ultimately it leads them back to a sin consciousness, and it leads them back to failure, because that's not the message of the gospel. You were saying something about repentance and and the, the meaning of the word repentance being a change of mind. Period. I mean, that's what that word means in the Greek. In English, it means something different, but in the Greek, it means uh, to have a change of mind, to think differently. And so true repentance isn't about asking God to forgive you for your sins. It's really about believing that he has already forgiven you. You change your mind to understand that God has already forgiven me, that he has, in Christ, he has made me into a saint, that in Christ— I am complete in him. Colossians 2 says that we are complete in him. That's big stuff right there. That's major. Uh, We're not trying to become complete by what we do. God has made us complete. He has brought us near to him by the blood of Jesus. We Gentiles who were once far off, we have been made near to God by the blood of Jesus and not through anything that we do. This is all important stuff for us to understand. We have fellowship with God. And again, this fellowship isn't because we've done everything right, but this fellowship with God is based upon the gift of Jesus Christ, all that God has done for us on our behalf. We are accepted in the Beloved. This is just the truth. Whether you believe it or understand it all or not, when you first became a believer— This stuff, everything that we're talking about here, became true of you. You have become the righteousness of God. Just think about this Jesus Christ, who had never sinned, he became sin for us. And so you, even if you've never done anything right in your life, you've become the righteousness of God in him. Again, not because of anything you do. So trust not in your works good or bad, but trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ.
0: There it is. I mean, understanding who you are in him. um, And you might be thinking, man, I don't feel like any of that stuff. Uh, I, I still have my struggles. I still have my problems. Don't confuse your spiritual identity that God has declared in Christ with your outward behavior. But as you begin to grow and understand these things that are indeed true, as you as a partaker of the divine nature now, as a holy, righteous child of God, as you begin to understand this is who you are. It's not who you're striving to be. It's who you are. And as you grow, as we grow in grasping this truth and some of these truths, then it can begin to help change some of the things in your life that you want to get corrected, whatever they may be. We don't have to go through a list of those right now. So grace will empower you. Rules will not. You know, when Jesus said, repent, like you were talking about, Joel, he was talking to Jewish people who were under the law, who most of them felt that they were rule keepers. They weren't, and that's what Jesus was trying to get them to see, and that's why they needed a change of mind. Grace, however, the unconditional love of God and the fact that we're already forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ in one sacrifice, grace will empower us to be able to to live in a way that may demonstrate this true nature of God's holiness and righteousness. So we'll be back with more on this kind of thing next week, uh, and we'll, we'll probably take it to another another level. So I hope that you'll tune in because I think we're going to be talking about some things that maybe you've never heard before right here on GrowingInGrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.